I remember Bryce Harper was struggling to put the ball in play in a series late August against us in Miami because his thumb was hurting so bad, you know, because he came back so quick mm-hmm. and he got a he got a messed up arm. He got hit in, in the thumb and he couldn't play defense. Right. We all know that. But the, what the people don't really know is how hard it was for him to get his swing back in the middle of the year when his team is trying to make it to the playoff. And he's hitting third every single day. I remember one day he strike out four times against us in Miami. He finally got a walk or something like that. He got to second base and I got to talk to him a little bit and ask him, hey, A3, how you feeling? Welcome to episode number 163 of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Look who's back. Miguel Rojas. We're in a nice new bucket hat and everything. Dude, you look... Look at you. You look refreshed. You look relaxed. I guess that's what an overseas vacation will do for you. Huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's what I get my bucket hat too. you know, like a lot of walking when you go to Europe and visit um, over 10 different cities in uh, in close to uh, three weeks. So for me, it was a great experience. Uh, I really enjoy uh, seeing a little bit of oh, oh, the cat. Well, is who's the, that? The cat is doing the, an appearance. Who's wow. that? It's pretty, it's pretty big, huh? Well, first of all, give me a name. Uh, so he's, uh, he, his name is uh, um, Agape. So uh, Agape is the oldest cat that we got at home. And uh, Agape, we uh, rescued him about four years ago, five years ago. And he, he haven't stopped growing. Hey, he's a bit. We might have put him on the treadmill or something. I know he's uh he, he just like to eat and sleep. Okay. So yesterday I found him I found him uh sleeping in this little box. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, cats are funny, man, and I I get to uh, I get to uh, know them uh, a little bit more because uh, in the past I didn't like cats. All uh, I was all about dogs, yeah, right. But uh, now that I have a couple cats at home that we rescue and uh, um we giving a, a, a really good life. Uh, they're really funny, man. That's awesome. I didn't know you were a cat guy. I became a cat guy, to be honest with you. I feel I feel like I never I never got interesting for cats before in my life. Other than other than dogs, I, I I'm not an animal person. Right. Uh, I'm actually was scared of like all the animals, you know. Like I thought uh, I thought dogs were gonna bite me and cats were gonna. Um, do bad things to me, but uh, uh, now that I love them and they love me back, it's, it's really nice. Before you know it, you'll be like Tiger King, just having a whole bunch <laughs> of big cats around the house. Believe it, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. So first of all, what does it say on your hat? I can't read it. Oh, well, yeah. I don't want to get into the details of the like the the brand, but it's a Christian Dior bucket hat. Oh, nice. Um, I got myself a little a nice uh, bucket hat when I was there because, you know, under the sun, a lot of the time, yeah. uh, I didn't want to get a sunburn and I want to, I want to look very, very, very tourist yeah, when I was walking win. around. So uh, you win. Yeah. And then uh, I got, uh, I got this bracelet on my, on my arm that it, they, they just removed a couple of days ago. Uh, and yeah, I looked like I was uh, uh, out of the hospital, just out of the hospital and walking around in walking around in Europe, enjoying my vacations. <laughs> All right. So give me a list of the cities you went to. So, okay. We're starting in Spain. Uh, we went to Madrid. Then we took, um, 
we f we flew from Madrid to Italy and we stopped in Bergamo, which is 45 minutes away from Milan. So then uh, we spent one day in Milano and then we went to uh, a couple different cities in, in, in Italy, uh, small cities, uh, Francia Corta, one of them uh, to get some wine testing. It was really, really nice to go there and, and be with the, with the whole family and a couple of friends that, that we have over, overseas in Italy. Um, and then the most exciting part for me was driving from, from Bergamo, where I was staying uh, locally in Italy, to um, Monte Carlo, Monaco. And Monte Carlo, Monaco, I was, uh, I was really, really excited about Monte wow. Carlo. And um, I actually had the opportunity to be there for the first time. Uh, we spent two nights over there. Um, and it was amazing. My best, like favorite city so far um, out of the whole world. I've been, uh, I've been in pretty, uh, pretty good cities uh, before. Um, like, I don't know, uh, Athens in, in, in Europe as well. Uh, Australia, in Sydney. I really like it. But I, I think Monaco took over all my favorite cities. Uh, really cool story. The Grand Prix, the, the, the F1 uh -huh. um kind of thing uh the whole experience is really nice and i got to experience that that city and i mean by far by far so far is being my the, the best city in my in my list then uh all right hold on i want to stop yeah. you there for monte carlo a second please tell me you went and played poker oh yeah i did well okay. not poker uh, i wish they had like a poker room um i didn't get to play poker there uh they have like a really really big casino Yeah, but uh, it's kind of more of uh, like a lot of fancy stuff, you know, like you go to that casino, really, uh, really expensive tables. Uh, they got blackjack, they got a, a crap table, they got a couple roulette tables, but they don't have like a poker room. Like there's not many oh. people in the casino is actually in the casino. They're they're just there just having drinks and, you know, like all the people look really, really nice. They dress up to go to go out at night and they go to the casino, you know, um, the cars that are exhibited there in the front of the in front of the um, Casino Monte Carlo is amazing. And uh, I really enjoy that. I, I feel like I'm not too much into history and and the, the whole deal behind, you know, like tradition and, and all this stuff that they built uh, a thousand years ago or more than a thousand years ago. But that city kind of got me because it was like the perfect blend before be between history and like all things and the like the new kind of, you know, era of like brand new cars, um, people doing a lot of like TikTok dances in front of the things. And I mean, it was it was a perfect blend for me. And I, I love it. You better be a baller over there. Like there, we're not this is not shopping on a budget. Like no. you're going over there and you know that you're leaving with a way less than you came with. A hundred percent. Unless you have a really good uh, casino night, you know, like <laughs> if you go to the casino and you make and you make a couple thousand dollars, you're probably going to be okay. But How'd I you mean, do? Uh, I mean, I didn't I didn't gamble that much because I'm not a big like table player, you know, like I'm not I'm not going to be there and just spend money playing blackjack or trying you to like make money poker on that. I'm, I play poker, you know, like yeah. I like. I like to play poker. I like strategy. And I mean, I like to play everywhere else. So after Monte Carlo, um, I found a place where I, I play really good poker. Okay. 
Good. All right. So, uh, what was after Monte Carlo? So after Monte Carlo, we drove to uh, we drove to uh, this place, Canes, where we got a uh, we got in a boat and we took a cruise, another seven days on a on a boat, and we went to this cruise, which was amazing. Uh, we went to uh, Genova, Rome, uh, Palma de Mallorca in Spain, uh, Barcelona. And I'm missing one city. I don't remember the, the, the La Especia or something like that. Really, really cool place, small place, a small town where uh, you can eat a really good uh, uh, pasta. Uh, one of the best carbonara pasta, carbonara pasta that you can find in Italy, you can find it in that place, which was really good because, uh, I mean, we, we didn't just see the big and famous cities. We went to small places, small towns too, where it was really nice to walk around. Yeah. Um, did you go with, did you bring the kids on this trip or was yeah, it just both, both kids, oh my. my sister, my wife. Uh, so my best friend was there. He's, he's been, he's been in Italy, living in Italy for the last four, four or five years. And I got to, I got to, I got to see him, uh, this time and spend the three weeks with him. It was amazing because I don't know the next time that I'm going to see him. Wow. Good for you, man. Yeah. Good for you on this European trip, creating memories. A lot good of good stuff. memories, man. And and taking the kids is a little hard because yeah. uh, I mean they're not into walking around the city, but no. we took a lot of a lot of the red buses, you know, to mm -hmm. just be on a bus and and just drive around the city. The cool thing about it, man, is uh I mean everybody's on there. I mean, everybody's kind of doing the same thing, right. you know. It doesn't matter who you are or I mean where you're coming from, like the, the mix of cultures is amazing. Uh, like testing new food um i mean new drinks uh getting getting to get memories for the kids when they grow up when when they start growing and you show them that they've been in in really cool places I, i'm i'm excited for them to see that that it's not not take that for granted and know that i work really hard to like Heck to yeah. give them that opportunity yeah in fact you'll be now after spending on this trip you'll be playing for free in 2023 congratulations <laughs> thank nice. you thank you thank you um by the way are you are you in your house right now because this is a different setup yeah it's a different setup because i'm i'm actually moving uh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in a different house in a in a month from now oh. so uh i'm, I'm starting to move my stuff uh from my from my um main room that that, uh, that you always see me with the yeah. hats behind and 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 all the the memorabilia behind behind me but uh, yeah, I, I I try to pack that room first and then move it to the other house. Got it. Looking forward, looking forward to see you in my new place. I think it's gonna be really cool. I build like a little a little place for me to uh, to do the podcast. So oh. um, I hope you guys enjoy it, and I mean, hof hopefully, looks as good as as yours right now. Hey, please! I got a couple of shirts, and that's about it around here. <laughs> I, I, that's awesome. Moving is a pain in the ass, though, isn't it? It is, man. It is. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work, but it's exciting because, uh, I mean, you move into a place where you're actually upgrading, right? You. Oh, good. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna do uh, something new, you gotta, you gotta pay the bill, right? You gotta actually oh, yeah. uh, move all the stuff, and uh, I mean, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a good uh, experience so far because I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't like actually build anything or 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 take everything, anything to the house, because uh, I mean, I can do it with my hands, but uh, when I'm, when I'm able to start picking things up, I think it's going to be a little hard. So, um, 
is this a house that you built from the ground up or was it already existing? No, it was already existing. Okay. It's just, uh, it's just we we find out that with another kid, um, and the the popularity of people. I mean, a lot of people from my family and my wife family come and stop in Miami, right? So we need a place where we got a little bit more of room inside than mm -hmm. outdoors. So in this house that we have right now, we don't have them like that much space inside. So we bought a house where we can actually accommodate more people inside. And I mean, I mean, we're going to miss this backyard a lot because in this backyard, I have my own batting cage. I have a, a little uh, three-quarter basketball court. Um, and we got a couple of things outside that we love, but uh, we're going to be moving to a place where I think it's going to be a better fit for us. More practical. That's what, it, that's what makes sense. Um, we have moved. We have had five houses in the 20 years that we've lived in Los Angeles. Now, if my wife changed husbands as often as she changed houses, I would have been long gone. I know, right? So I'm just happy I made the trip through each one. But it, <laughs> it's exhausting. Like it's I'm tough. glad, man. It's it tough is. when you're it moving is. every few years or something. Get a place where you like. Hopefully, you stay there in Miami for a while. Right. Hopefully, you keep playing after this. You know, next year, your contract's up. and That'd be good, though. Yeah, I mean, for me, Miami, I, I, I'm never... I, I don't think I'm going to move from Miami. I mean, yeah, you love it, if though. I move from Miami, I'm probably going to go up north a little bit to West Palm Beach or, yeah. or Jupiter area. I love that area over there. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with the spring training, uh, spring training month or six weeks that I spend there. I yep. love it. And uh, I, I probably I'm thinking about maybe moving there if I if I have to. But in my off season while I'm playing and then after if I. If I do something around baseball, I think I'm always going to get back to Miami and, and be here. Uh, plus, my, my son loves it here. He's, he's found his, you know, his groove at the school. Uh, he got some friends, and it's been really cool to be in South Florida, man. It's, it's, it's everything that I can ask for that is not Venezuela, you know? Yeah. More of the rotation is coming your way, but first I want to tell you about Rapsodo. It is the industry-leading player development tool in baseball. It is offering a special one out there on the hitting and pitching 2.0 units. We all know how much of a role technology plays in the game of baseball. Nobody does it better than Rapsodo. So go to rapsodo.com slash John Boy or click in the link in the description to get up to $1,000 off. Now, this is trusted by the best in baseball. Rapsodo is used by every major league team. Also, 100% of Division I champs since 2010. Over 1,000 colleges are using it. Nearly 200,000 players and more than 7,000 coaches. So what does Rapsodo do? It provides technology to hitters and pitchers, more data insights than ever before. Pitchers can complete a pitch arsenal backed by accurate data. Hitters can improve it. Exit Velo with instant feedback as well. There's all sorts of unique training experiences for baseball players of any skill level. You can see all your hits from a single session with a spray chart or crank up the competition in the cage with game mode. It's got that as well. So I want you to go to rapsodo.com slash John Boy or click on the link in the description. You're going to get that special discount on hitting and pitching 2.0 units up to $1,000 off. If you get good enough at this, who knows? I might be interviewing you one day on the Rose Rotation. All right, let's talk a little baseball. Um, Donnie's moved on. We talked a little bit about that. 
you have a new manager, rookie manager and Skip Schumacher. Have you talked to him? Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, I talked to Skip. Uh, he's sending a, a quick message right after he got um, he got uh, um, named the new manager of the team. Um, I mean, actually tell him congratulations on his new role. You know, like he's I'm, I'm pretty sure he's been dreaming about being a manager since the time that he uh, retired, because I'm pretty sure when I when I stop playing the game of baseball, I'm probably going to want to do the same thing. And I, I know how satisfying for him can be uh, getting a job and getting, you know, name a manager of a new team. And then when he uh, when he came to Miami a couple of weeks ago, he um, he take, he texts me and he said that uh, that he wanted to sit uh, sit with me and uh, having a little a uh, little lunch around uh, around the area. And it was really nice for him to actually uh, keep me on his mind to talk about the team, you know, talk about uh, what we want to accomplish, talk about um, a lot of things that he got on his mind about how we're going to win, you know, and, and actually his per- perspective so far about how to be a, a, a good teammate, how to be there for your for you guys, uh, uh, the, the coaching staff, uh, all the stuff that he's talking about. I'm really excited because uh, I know he's bringing a new culture, uh, new boys, and I'm, um, I can't wait to start like working for him and actually be uh, one, of, one more of his extensions on the field and in that clubhouse. That's great. Uh, so did you, did you have that lunch yet? Or you're still... I did, I did, yeah. Oh. It, happens, uh, it happens two weeks ago before he got a... Uh, he got uh, introduced. I think uh, he got introduced last last Thursday or something like that. Right. So uh, it happens before that, and uh, actually uh, we have like a really really good conversation about everything about baseball, about life. Uh, I mean, I get I got to play with him a little bit in 2000, 2013 with the Dodgers in a spring training. You know, he was he was uh, uh, already a veteran. Uh, uh, he was a, a utility player that year, mm-hmm. and I was a guy coming up in the minors. You know, uh, I got my first opportunity with the Dodgers, and they they always called me up to this uh, as a minor league invite to the uh, to the big league games in spring training. And I got to be with him a little bit, get to know him a little bit, but uh, we didn't talk much when I was there. Um, but uh, now in uh, in a different, I mean, a, a different frame of life. We talk about uh, working together and being uh, being for each other in that team, you know. What was the most important thing you told him? I think uh, how how things been in the clubhouse for the last couple for the last couple of years, you know, uh, uh, telling him how important it's for us to uh, to keep every, everybody involved uh, from the bottom up, you know, uh, starting starting from you know the minor leaguers that are. Uh, that are coming up in the system, uh, make them feel comfortable when they get to the big leagues and uh, find a way for them to, uh, to actually, um, I mean, play the way that they, they, they were playing in the minors. And I think that, that was one of the most important things about the organization. You know, he's going to be new to a lot of guys. And we talk about a couple Latin players, a uh, couple players already established in the big leagues. Um, I mean, things that we like to do, uh, things that he likes to do, uh, we talk a little bit about uh, about uh, coaching staff uh, that he's going to bring on board um, and things like that. You know, like we we talk about baseball, we talk about organization, we talk about the city of Miami, we talk about playing in Miami, actually at the ballpark, 
uh, dimensions of the ballpark. He already know because it's, but it's different coming here for, for a series of three days right. than playing here 82 games, 81 games, whatever it is. Um, I feel like talking a little bit about that and, and the way that we're going to win, you know, and something that, uh, that is really cool that he uh, actually opened my eyes and opened my perspective on, on different things is um, that everybody's different, right? Uh, it's, it's really hard to actually think about, okay, what kind of guy uh, in front of this thing I want to be? Do I want to be the guy that is old school, that's, that plays um, in the mid-2000s, you know? And it was, uh, it was a different game back, back then, you know? Uh-huh. It was a different way to be a rookie when, when you was uh, in that era. Uh, now the game has evolved, have changed a lot. And players do things different way. That doesn't mean, and this is coming from, from Skitchum Maker, um, players do things different ways. And you got to accept that and you got to know that not because someone does something uh, a different way that you do, that doesn't mean that he's wrong and you're right or you're wrong and he's right. And I feel like finding that balance of like what's good about the old school baseball and what's being good about the, this new evolution of the game and players coming up actually to the big leagues and and do do things a little bit of a different way, you know. There's players now where they take a nap in the clubhouse 30 minutes before the game starts, and that's how they get locked in, you know. And you gotta understand that that's part of the process of like finding the way that how we're gonna be as a team and respecting and knowing that everybody's different. I think that that was a great perspective that he gave me that day, and. Um, I mean, make me open my eyes a lot about how we can approach this new, this new, actually, um, this new era of the Miami Marlins going forward. It's good. It's interesting because he's a guy that was a, he was a solid major leaguer, but he played with some HOFers. I mean, he played with Pujols. He played with Yachty. He played with Wainwright. You know, he played with all these dudes that were really good players. So he understands what it's like to be around superstars, but he also understands what it's like to be a part of the grind for guys at the back end of that roster who are either frustrated with lack of playing time, want to try and make their dent in the major leagues. So he understands all that stuff. I think it'll be beneficial for you guys. Um, I, It's interesting because you guys, you pitched like a playoff team. Your starting rotation did. Your bullpen at times was up and down, Mm -hmm. but offensively it was a disappointment. We've talked about this. Like, would, do you expect King Kim Ng to go out there and open the pocketbooks and go get people? Or do you have the right guys there and they just need time to mature? Cause it was a tough watch at times last year, Miggy. I gotta be honest with you. It was, it was. And uh, we all, we all know that. And we all accountable of the actions that, that, that happens last year, especially offensively, you know? I mean, it was a disappointing for me personally, you know, the season that I had offensively because I always expect myself to be better, at least, at least a little bit better than last year, you know? Like, uh-huh. I mean, you you actually aim for be this kind of the same, you know, every single year. You, you never want to go backwards. And for a lot of our guys in, in, our, in our roster, they didn't have a good year, you know? And, and for me, having a down year is okay. I mean, it happens, you know? But it's really hard for when it happens to six different players that you yep. count on. You know what I mean? 
Abisail Garcia got a down year. Jorge Soler got a down year. Myself, Cooper had a down, down year. I mean, between those guys, you know, like the guys that, uh, that, I, that I mentioned, you know, in the middle of the order and Jesus Aguilar before he got traded or he, before, before he got uh, designated. Right. I mean, those four guys right there in the middle of the order, they, they, the one that hit the most homer was Aggie, and Aggie got 15 homers before he got moved, you know? And that's something that, I mean, I'm, we're not talking just about, like, power numbers. We're talking about everything overall, you know? All the guys' numbers were down offensively, and I feel like that was the first year for Abby playing in Miami. That was the first year for Soler playing in Miami. And other than just the season of uh, maybe the late kind of month, uh, De La Cruz put a really good month in September. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus Sanchez didn't play the way that we, that, that we expected him to play and this, we expected him to hit. Um, Joy Wendell have a, an okay year, you know, in the middle of, uh, in the middle of that rotation in that lineup. And I feel like that was a down year for him as well. I feel like if you count all of those guys having a better year, because they already played for the first time in Miami, you know, they got their feet wet. They know, they know that the approach can be a little bit different uh, in Miami than other places because it's really, it's really different when you play in Miami uh, compared to playing in, uh, in, in Milwaukee when, you know, you miss hit a ball sometimes and the ball's going to go, you know, and you're probably going to hit a homer there where in Miami it's not going to happen. So for me, offensively, is uh is that adjustment that we have to make going forward instead of think about like how Kim or how the organization is just gonna open the books and spend money? I don't think that's the fit. The fit is for us, the guys in this clubhouse, knowing that we can actually produce a little bit better. We need Jazz to be healthy on the field for us to be, be a better team mm -hmm. because we know Jazz is gonna be a like are actually the guy that we're going to kind of follow because he's the guy who set the tone being in the top of the lineup and being that threat of his in a, in, on, on, the, on the offensive part. And we know if we have those guys healthy, I think we can be better. That we need help? Of course, we need help. We're probably, we're probably going to use a, a, a bat or two in the middle of the, of the lineup, and hopefully we can get help in the rotation. And hopefully we get help uh, at the back end of the bullpen because I think we have a pretty pretty good arms, but yep. the the answer the the short answer is I don't think just going out there and spending money is just gonna be the fit for what happened last year. You know? No, I, and I think you actually you guys I think you guys will make some trades. I just do. If I had to predict, I think that Kim's gonna be working those phones, and you do have pitching. Everybody wants pitching, and it's a, it's a good way to maybe get some controllable bats that have have done something too. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you yep. guys, you know, it they have to be better. Um, how much of the playoffs did you did you watch when you got back? When you got, I back? got I got to watch a lot. Um, actually, when I when I, when it was really late over there, when I was done with my with my activities with the family, uh, I got to watch some games, and it was really exciting, man, to see uh to see what happened in the playoffs, to see the Phillies. Uh, went to the World Series. Is uh, I mean, it's the game of baseball, you know. Getting getting hot at the right time and and getting your bats going. Uh, what Bryce did, I think it was amazing because uh, um, I mean, Bryce uh, always being Bryce, you know. 
Hey, CSG is an expert and impartial third-party authentication and grading service for sports cards. And of course, we know how big the sports card industry has become over the last few years. So I want you to get involved. Now, after grading, sports cards are actually encapsulated in archival, durable, and crystal clear CSG holders that protect and preserve your investment. Every CSG certified sports card, it is backed by the guarantee of authenticity and grade, which is the strongest in the industry. If you're a collector out there, you know that they can buy and sell with peace of mind when a card is in a CSG holder because its authenticity and its condition are guaranteed. It consistently has the best turnaround times, pricing among the leading third-party sports card grading services, the best around. So right now, prices are 20% off for grading. Promo code gets you $15 off yearly membership. The offer expires at the end of this year, so December 31st, 2022. So we want you to grade your sports cards with CSG. Go to csgcards.com. Use the promo code ROSE. You're going to get 15 bucks off of yearly memberships with that promo code ROSE. We'll see you today. I can't. I told this to Chris Bassett of the Mets when he was on the uh, podcast for last week. I said, I cannot believe that the players voted him the most overrated player. He said he didn't believe it. He said he who, didn't. Who, like, who voted? Uh, uh, that's, that's the first question. I, I, got, I got a tough time understanding the voting kind of thing when they do they, they run just a poll, you know? Right. Because you never know who really uh, actually uh, voted for, you know? Like, I rather, if, if I vote for something, I want my name to be there so they know that I vote for this guy or that guy, you know? Like same same thing with Derek. Like Derek Gitter went to the Hall of Famer. Just one guy did a vote for him. We all want to know who was that guy, you know, because we deserve to know. Like and ask some questions to that guy, you know why? But I mean, going back to your to your question, I, I don't know who voted for. I don't know when he, when you play against him, you tell me. Do you think he's overrated? <laughs> Not at all, man. You see the numbers that like, this guy put up uh, every single year. I think uh, his down year was uh, 290 with 20 and 80 RBIs or something like that. That was and a down year for him. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think he he gets the credit because uh, a lot of people expect him to be the MVP that he was. And when was the first time that he won the MVP? 20, I think 15? 2015. He was unanimous. Right. So I mean, everybody expect that after you done something like that, you know, when. When you're when you're that kind of player, I feel like expectations go through the roof for people, and they don't understand that this game is really hard, man. It's really hard to be uh, good for a long period of time, and the guys who are really good like him, those are the guys who are get paid three hundred thirty million dollars. That's why he's getting paid that that much money. But let yeah. me let me give you a little story about Bryce and this year, and I was about to post something on on social media, but I got caught up on 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 things and. I remember Bryce Harper was struggling to put the ball in play in a series late August against us in Miami because his thumb was hurting so bad, you know, because he came back so quick Uh and he got a, he got a messed up arm. He got hit in in the thumb and he couldn't play defense. Right. We all know that. But what the people don't really know is how hard it was for him to get his swing back in the middle of the year when his team is trying to make it to the playoff. And he's hitting third every single day. I remember one day he strike out four times against us in Miami. And he finally got a walk or something like that. He got to second base and I got to talk to him a little bit and ask him, hey, A3, how you feeling? 
And he said, man, it's been, uh, it's been really, really hard for me to get back. And, but we all know, he, he, he told me, we, we, we know that we're going to be okay. You know? And, and I mean, that tells you that the guy, even when he's struggling, he's on the field, he's posting every single day for his teammates, for his organization, and for the people who paying $330 million, you know? That's what you want from your player when you spend a lot of money on him and you give him the opportunity to be the face of the franchise, it doesn't matter. His, his thumb probably was falling out of his batting glove and he was striking out every single time, four strikeouts that day or, and the series was a disaster for him. He played every single day. He got every single at bat because he knew at some point he was going to click and the thumb was going to feel better. And that's what happened in the postseason. If you see his numbers later in the year, they weren't that good because he, he got that thumb problem. And I, I, I can see it on his, his, his swung. He took a swing one time and he actually like let, let go of the bat because he couldn't hold it. And then to be able to play through that, to pose even when he's hurt, to play in the postseason and did what he did, that's what you, I mean, you can call that guy under overrated anymore if if you if you was before that's great perspective and it's interesting because i think a lot of people will listen and they'll say well hold on here i go to work every day and there's some days i don't feel great like yeah he should be going to work but this and this is the difference between i think big league ball players or professional athletes and everybody else is that not everybody does that in that clubhouse there are some guys who would sit around a little bit make sure they're closer to 100% than they are to 70%. But Bryce Harper's the sort of guy who wanted to be out there for his boys and his team, and he knew that just his presence in the lineup, even on days when he's striking out four times, can maybe allow somebody else to be successful. Is that what I'm hearing? I, I got ultimate respect for the guys who post every single day. And we all know that baseball is different for everybody. We just talk about that. We just talk about players that need their time off. Players that they, they, they need the Sunday early game off to be the best version of themselves, right? But I got ultimate respect for the guys who plays every single day and they're in the lineup every day because I know how hard it is to play when you're not feeling great, you know, when you're not feeling great at the play, when you have like a little, you know, even a little, a little cough or, or, or you like sweating that, that night and you probably catching something. It's really hard not to go to the ballpark and say, hey, I can use this off day skip, you know, because uh, whatever, you know, I'm dehydrated. My, my wrists don't feel that good. Uh, my shoulder is not that great. You have to, for these guys, and I, I'm, I'm, I mentioned some names, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Dansby Swanson, Riley, uh, Matt Olson, play 162 games this year. Manny Machado is one of those guys. Bryce Harper. I can see the guys that really want to play every single day. Francisco Lindor, you know? You see those guys over there, and you think they're fine because they put the same uniform every day, and they run toward the, toward the line. And when the lights are up, you know, like nobody knows what happened behind the scene. And that's why the guys who post are the guys who are getting paid. If you see this, the, the guys that I just mentioned, they, they got paid, you know, or they're going to get paid at some point. Uh -huh. That's why I want my team to actually 
have that kind of guy who can who we can rely on because I, unfortunately I, I wish I could be that guy but I haven't been that guy because it's always something that happens to me that put me that put me out of the lineup uh, for a couple of days you know maybe uh, because I dive a lot or, or or do some stuff like that and I can be I haven't been able to be in the on the field for 162. But I can see these guys and the same thing happened to them. You know, the guy who play every single day, that's the guy that, that I want in that clubhouse to actually follow those footsteps. And hopefully we can create a culture that the Braves created, the, the Cardinals created, the, the San Diego Padres are creating, the Dodgers created, you know, hopefully um, those players are around our clubhouse so we can have a, a next Bryce Harper next you know Manny Machado next uh uh Matt Olson hopefully it's really good great perspective on that uh real quickly before we go I want to ask you about the uh the Houston Astros I know that you are you're friendly ish with Altuve right yeah okay did you text him after they won uh I texted him uh when he went to the when they actually clinched for the World Series okay I don't know if you if you've seen this little microphone that MLB were doing yes uh-huh <laughs> I uh I commented something on uh on the MLB post to Jesus Aguilar Jesus Aguilar Altuve and I we always had dinner in spring training we always spend some time drink some wine uh in spring training I think spring training is, is a, such a great time of the year just to catch up with your friends and and talk to them and Altuve is one of um, one of the guys that is really funny and you know uh we like to talk about stuff and and this little microphone um he was doing an, an interview with the little microphone it looks like a real microphone to him you know <laughs> so uh, i made a comment uh, uh to jesus aguilar that aggie can did, did you see that mlb is so kind that they brought their uh Altuve his own, his own microphone <laughs> his his real size so uh, I text him, I text him right after that. And I say, uh, man, I'm, so, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the way that you uh, blocked the noise uh, and just went to, went to work and uh, show everybody that they're a good team, you know? Um, and if, you, if we talk about the players that are in that team from 2017, it's just five guys, right? Mm -hmm. You can count them with your hand. It's Bregman, it's, uh, it's Altuve, it's... Uh, my colors is Berlander and someone Guriel. else. Guriel, correct. So that's a good core, right? But a 21 other guys came into this organization or that they, they, got, they got called up from the minors mm -hmm. because they, they actually buy in into a, into a mentality, into a culture of winning every single year, every single day. And that's how, that's how you show it. You know, you show it not just winning, winning at all. Winning at all is really hard for me. And just to be able to post in the, in the, in the World Series, six uh, out of eight, I think that's pretty good, right? Or four out of six or something like that. Four that's out what of we, six. What they did is really good. And being oh, yes, uh, it is. six times or five times uh, winners of the, of the American League champion, I think that's, that's pretty good. So, uh, I mean... All the credits and they, they deserve it. We all know what they did. And I mean, it's, it's, it's in the past now. Uh, this, this championship for me doesn't mean that what they did is, is right. But uh, at the end of the day, they showing that they can do it other ways too. Yep. You know? 
NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. With bigger payouts than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code ROSE, make any $5 bet this week, and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code ROSE. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I'd always be curious. I've wanted to interview one of those guys on this show. And I always thought Altuve would have the most to gain from joining us here. Something like this. Because, like, if we had him on, I wouldn't go back to 2017 and say, well, exactly what were you doing? But I thought it bothered him and Bregman the most out of the entire franchise. I thought Altuve, because he went from being one of the most popular people in the sport Mm -hmm to a guy who essentially became the face of the cheating scandal, whether it was fair or unfair. And then I thought Bregman, it took a lot of his swagger away. You know, I thought it took a lot of what made him such a good, young, energizing player. And I thought it took him until this year between his health and, and kind of his emotional status to kind of get back. I don't know. Man, you hear, you hear when these guys talk on, on the interviews, you know? They, they got interviewed and they all talk about the same, you know? I mean, we respect the other team. They got a pretty good team. We just was better. We're happy to be here. We're happy to yeah. do this for, for each other, you know, for Dusty Baker. You hear Framer Valdez saying that, I mean, he's so excited to win this for Dusty Baker. I mean, yeah. you can see, you know, how they talk. It's, it's, not, it's not khaki at all. They probably, they're probably really confident in khaki indoors, you know? And they know what they're doing and they, they know, um, like we, we heard Lance McCullers talking about, you know, all the, all the other teams, whatever, yeah. you know, to, uh, to actually fire the guys up. But that's what, in, in that happening in the clubhouse, the camera shouldn't be there, you know, of course. I mean, in that big stage, we all know cameras are going to be around, but they're, they're really confident inside the locker room. But when they talk outside and when they talk to the media and they talk to us, I mean, I can see, I can see how, how ground there is a hotel to it, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's genuine, man. It's, it's genuine that Altuve is a is really humble guy that he's never going to try to show you off. And he's going to, he's going to actually take whatever he needs to take from people, from the media, but he's just going to put it away, silence the, all the noise and, and just going to go play, man. Interesting. All right. Um, so what, what else do we have for the off season? You're moving, you going anywhere else? Yeah, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go to Venezuela. Uh, I want to, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, play or not, but uh, I want to be there. My, my team in the, in the, in Venezuela winter bowl, they're doing good right now. They're seven and three. Uh, they started the year really hot. Uh, a lot of players, that I play with in the past are, are, are playing over there right now. Ronald Acuna is about to make his debut oh in Venezuela Winter Bowl uh, for my team. So I'm really excited about that. Hopefully I can actually at least be there in the dugout for, for that. You know, it's a, it's a great honor as a Venezuelan and for all the fans 
to watch uh, one of our best players in the game of baseball right now playing in front of his his home his home crowd. Um, I'm thinking about going to Venezuela to see how my my wrist respond to like some live BP, maybe mm -hmm. uh, BP on the field whenever I'm I'm clear to do that. Uh, but other than that, man, it's, it's getting healthy, getting ready to uh, for next season. Um, World's Baseball Classic is coming. We talk a little bit about that. Yep. I want to be as ready as I can if just in case my name is called. Um, and getting a diet, uh, trying to slim, get slimmer a little bit. Um, I'm going to be in the year of uh, 34 years old. And I want to be able to be seen as a shortstop until like... I can play baseball, you know. Can I ask you one other thing? What do you got? Before we go. I know how much it hurt that you didn't win the gold glove. Yeah. Did that um how disappointed were you? Not not disappointed at all because uh I got beat by by a guy who plays, like I say, I have ultimate respect for Densby. Play 162 games. He just made one more error than I did. Uh, he made, I mean, obviously because he played more games, he made more plays, you know, he got more chances to make mm -hmm. errors. Uh, I actually lead a couple of the, couple of the analytic numbers, which I, which I thought I got an opportunity to actually win it. Uh, but I think what I told everybody, you know, a lot of people like comment, uh, on, on me getting snapped or getting robbed and that didn't happen. I think if I won it would have been fair, you know? And if Densby or Kim won, I think it would have been fair as well. So what I feel like is I didn't win, but if I, if I would have won that, that award, it would have been fair, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not given to anybody, you know? Like this is not like they give it to Densby or they give it to, to, to another guy. I just didn't win, you know? Hopefully I can play more games next year and and be better at, uh, at the numbers and and it's my time but i see i see it that way i see it like i did everything that i could to to win a gold glove and i mean everybody knows that it, that they know me that uh, my personal goal is always been um personal winning a gold glove and winning a, a world series champ and i mean i was so close to accomplish one of those things and always going to hurt you know because I wish I could have that glove right now sitting right next to me. I know. Make for a great backdrop on the Rose rotation. Oh, can you imagine? Ooh. Next to my bucket hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're classy. I love you, man. Um, <laughs> I, I think next week we're going to try and do our free agency show. And since you're the king right now, I mean, nobody can take that crown away from you. You're yeah, going to have to come back and successfully defend your title. This is going to be a fun free agent class too, man. And we, we need to we need to see first who's gonna opt out and who's gonna stay yeah. good. So we need to give it a, a couple of days uh, to yeah. actually review the guys who are actually off the board already. Yeah. Because um, I heard a couple of names that they're gonna stay put uh, wherever they at. But yeah. it's always it's, it's always excited, man. Uh, can't wait to be to be the Jake Storiali again. <laughs> so you want me to invite Jake back? I don't know who's going to who's going to be part of this. It's going to be Swan well, Proof. I, I, I'll tell you what it is. I um I threw it out to Jerry Blevins. Okay. Who's uh Blevins has got a good mind. He's like a he's kind of like a G, he's like you. He's like uh I think he's going to be the next GM. 
you know, like he's probably going to have a, a, yeah. a, a job somewhere in the front office. I know he's really good at this media stuff. We don't want to lose right. him quite yet, but it would be, uh, right. I think he could, he could certainly pull that off. Jake is, is the fun element of it all. And I think, I think we'd so. love it if, if we could all just pummel him and just, you know? Yeah. 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 I like that. Be, that okay. Good. I mean, I'll if you it. can, if you can bring it back, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, right. Nice. Nice. Yeah, let's do that. Well, best to your family. Um, rest up, get well, and hopefully we'll see you on this show next week, a special edition of the Rose Rotation. Yeah. Sound good? Let's, let's do that. That sounds good, man. Thank you for having me again, and it's always a pleasure. People always asking if I'm going to continue to do this uh, with you guys, and I always tell them, hey, always that, that my, my phone rings and I'm able to, uh, to spend an hour with Chris. It's always a great time. It is. And I know our fan base really appreciates it, as always. Special shout out to our producer, Dan Rourke, who is filling in for the one and only Robbie Scirocco. Congratulations to he Rats. and Bree. Uh, yeah. And Isla, who became a, a big sister as well, as uh, little Emmett is on board. So he's taking a little time off because of paternity time. So that's awesome for him. So, Dan, thank you for filling in. Thank you, Miguel Rojas, as always. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.